So here we are. It's me, Brian Lacey, back with another Wocast for you to enjoy. Thank you very much for joining me. Uh, and all the comments you keep sending me, all that sort of stuff, really do appreciate all the tweets, all the love. Really, really makes me happy. So thank you very much. Uh, and it made me happen a week where I was almost very unhappy. I'm going to be honest. Uh, my Wimp to Warrior journey almost came to an end this week over something unbelievably pathetic um yeah basically i've sort of survived five weeks of pretty hard training light sparring jujitsu wrestling boxing strength and conditioning pretty much unscathed sore i will not deny sore is a word that i have been but unscathed and then i did a gig on saturday in royal tunbridge wells at the trinity theater beautiful lovely theater 280 wonderful people all gathered to have a good time and uh, as i was messing about on stage i uh i, I went to w- pretend to walk off stage and uh I um, basically there's a normal step but what they'd cleverly done for some unknown reason was put a little tiny two inch step on top of the normal step which I didn't take into account so I turned my ankle like really badly while while on stage and while having to sort of carry on like the show must go on all that sort of stuff um so I was taking the piss out of the crowd and I was uh, I was basically saying look you you didn't give us a good enough welcome so I'm going to uh, walk back off and you need to up your ante 280 people need to make this place sound like it's absolutely jam-packed full rather than just a cricket round of applause they gave us for walking on stage so I went to walk off and uh, yeah completely disappeared off the end of the stage but the biggest laugh I got all night not not too happy about that well-crafted jokes that I've been working on for years uh, developing little nuances little subtleties to uh, really bring out the laughter no what they liked the most is the uh, is the dickhead comedian trying to big himself up falling off the end of the stage so I turned my ankle over I thought thought I got through it I did spend the most of the the rest of the 40 minutes I was on stage um, looking like a flamingo doing comedy with one leg in the air um, but then got home and thought oh it eased up a bit it must be all right took my sock off to have a little look at what was wrong and uh, I was greeted by a basically not a golf ball of an ankle a tennis ball of an ankle an unbelievable amount of swelling had gone on probably not helped by the fact that I had spent 40 minutes stood like a flamingo or putting weight on it trying to trying to just shake it out that sort of stuff so the next day I had to go to the hospital A&E Sunday league football day just a row of blokes with various horrific injuries from a a poor football playing and uh, and there's me waiting to do this to get to get seen and uh, wondering if this might be the end of my wimp to warrior journey Uh, got the x-rays done sweated my balls off waiting for the results and uh, luckily it's just some soft tissue damage so basically I've got to take take it easy for three four days uh, but should be back to training but oh my god I did genuinely think that was it that was the that that two inch step whoever whatever lady tells you that two inches doesn't do any damage piss off all right because that almost ended my wimp to warrior dreams uh but i'm all right i'm fine calm down i'm all right people let's i might be banging on about it for five minutes at the start of the podcast uh but let's be honest i'm dramatic you know that yeah uh, you still listen so uh uh let's crack on let's move on i'm fine oh if you want to follow me on this wimp to warrior journey that is now going to continue despite me trying to scupper it for myself uh check me out on youtube brian lacy comic b-r-y-a-n-l-a-c-e-y comic uh on youtube subscribe to that channel i've blogged this whole um emotional roller coaster that'll be coming out in the next week or so uh, so you can see exactly what happened um also follow me on twitter at brian lacy comic um on twitter instagram you can check out some pictures of what we've been up to as well as just follow me and what i'm doing so now that's me done let's talk about the wocast what have we got for you this week we have a bama bantam weight special oh my goodness that is potentially one of my favorite divisions in all of mma uh, not just because of the quality of the fighters but the the, the little beefs that seem to be kicking off left, right and centre in that division. Um, always something to talk about, always something to get your teeth stuck into uh, and that's exactly what we're going to do today. So basically I've got two wonderful guests for you to enjoy. Um, first up, I have got Ed Arthur, um, ex-bantamweight champion looking to get another shot at that title amazing fight with Shay Walsh uh, he responds to a video put out by Cameron Else uh, and DMI 
TV DMI images, uh, a little one-on-one with Cameron Els talking about this fight. Upcoming fight, May 14th, Barclay Card Arena in Birmingham, Bama 25. Very excited about this fight. And uh, and neither of these two have pulled any punches about how they think it's going to go and what they think of each other. So uh, stay tuned for that. Really, uh, really enjoyed talking to Ed. And then on top of that, we talk about prospects. I've got the prospect, Nathaniel Wood, uh, just 10 days out, 11 days out. 10 days, we'll call it 10, 10 days out from his um, his shot at Alan Philpott on February 27th at the uh, Three Arena in Dublin, Bama 24, um, for the Lonsdale Bantamweight Championship. Um, both of those fighters are so exciting, uh, and this matchup, both of those fighters I'm talking about, Alan Philpott and Nathaniel Wood, and this matchup for me stands out on the card as one that could really steal the show. So uh, uh, look forward to, t- to seeing what you think of Nathaniel's thoughts on this matchup and what uh, what he's been up to get, to get ready for it. So let's not mess about. Let's move straight into the interviews. Let's get our first gentleman on, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, Ed Arthur. Uh, so here we are. It's Brian Lacey back with the Wocast once again, and delighted to be joined by Ed Arthur, Bama ba- Bantamweight. That's a mouthful. How are you, mate? You all right? I'm doing great, mate. I'm great. How are you? Uh, I'm all right, fellow. Well, firstly, thank you for doing this. And are you all right? Because uh, you suffered from, uh, I, f- I followed your Facebook thing, 13 <laughs> days of man flu. <laughs> It's been horrendous. I've had to just do basic training and just drilling and stuff like that. But the first five days, I was actually crippled. I went from feeling like the toughest man alive to the most fragile human being ever. But I, uh, <laughs> you know, everyone's got to have it once a year, I suppose, or something. But uh, I'm, I'm over it now. Oh, good, mate. Good. Because uh, I did see there was a um, there was a picture when you were trying to sort of get back into training with it, and you said F- feeling more human. You'd done some uh, no gi grappling, um, yeah. but you you looked like death warmed up, mate. Oh my god, I- I'm surprised <laughs> anyone was happy getting that close to you. Was, uh, was I, I, that... I was slowly coming back to life, and I thought I was, and I think maybe that tough session pushed me back a little bit. So it's oh, all right. I'm, I'm slowly coming. I've just got a little bit of a chesty thing going on now. That's it. I'm good now. I'm good. That's a good sign. That's it all clearing up. So what, because that was the other thing you asked for. You said 13 days worth of man flu. Anyone got any ideas for uh, for getting rid of this? And the thread was about 50 posts long from very uh, obvious ones like honey and lemon to echinacea to people saying, if you lick an old man's testicle while standing on one leg <laughs> and, f- and feeding a flamingo, yeah, that'll clear I, I got, your I got a lot of love, but I also got a lot of people <laughs> taking the piss. But it, it's all good. It's just frustrating for me a little bit getting ill like that. It's because from that shade fight, I was so motivated in my training that I had about a week's rest and I just got absolutely on it all over Christmas. Like, I don't drink alcohol or party or nothing. So, yeah. over Christmas, I was training and training all the way up until about two weeks ago. And my body was just on some next level shape. And then I got ill a little bit. But at least I know. You know, I mean, I, I was sitting out all over Christmas, so a little bit of flu ain't gonna be nothing to nobody, is it? That's good, man. And what gone? What was the? Uh, which one did you try? Which? Because I I threw one in there saying get get a really hot curry. Um, did you did you give that a go? I I, I tried some spicy. I didn't have a curry, but I tried some spicy. I had some spicy food. I can't remember what I had. I think I had some some really hot chicken sauce or something like that with, with right. some chicken. I can't remember what I had, but I've been I've been using lemon and <laughs> I spent about a hundred pounds on a pot of manuka honey. I never <laughs> super expensive. Um, um, there's some, there's some garlic and some other stuff. Yeah, manuka honey, man. There must be some bees rolling in some uh, very blinged up hives for it to be that expensive. My goodness. Somebody's making bloody money off of it. I don't know who it is, but <laughs> someone was like, go get manuka honey, not normal honey. I was like, okay, cool. And I went there. It was like 18, 19 quid. I thought, fucking hell. I thought, oh, mate, I only want a little pop. But, uh, but yeah, it's all right. I got, I got in trouble once, mate. We will get on to MMA in a second. Don't worry. Yeah. I got in trouble once uh, when... Um, just just on the run up to my wedding uh, three years ago so we get just getting my wife got a bit of a cold and so she sent me out for honey and I came back with uh, basically just Tesco's own honey and she it's said sugar in the pot that stuff sugar the in the pot yeah yeah but yeah. she said so why don't you get me manuka and I said it's 18 pounds she said you're marrying me in, in about three weeks time and you wouldn't even spend 18 pounds to try and make your wife better it's so horrendous I, but I had to do what I had to do so I had to buy it 
Well Even on done, this mate. terrible MMA wage, I still had to buy a Manuka honey. <laughs> well, you're back, mate. You're back. Yeah. Uh, it's fantastic because we've, we've got lots to talk about. There's uh, not just your uh, uh, your colds and your, your, what you've been up to, but seriously about what's going I was kind of hoping on. you weren't going to bring it up, if I'm honest, but it's all right now. We, <laughs> we can move on from it now. That's it. Last time you got uh, you weren't too happy that I brought up uh, one of your old nicknames, and this time I've I've pissed you off before we've even started with the honey shit. So it's I'm right, sorry, mate. Right. We'll I train twenty four seven, mate, so I don't have to worry about getting ill in a little bit coming up to fights because I train all the time, so I get over it. It's all right. That's good. Well, you talked about getting back in the gym after the Shea Walsh fight. We're going to talk about the fight that's just been announced in a second, but I, I want to step back because uh, I was at Bama 23, mate. I watched the fight with Shea Walsh, Shea Walsh and yourself. Um, one of the most unbelievable fights uh, to see live, yet alone if people watched it on screen. Um, an unbelievable battle back and forth, a true war. Two warriors went at it. Um, I mean, you, you didn't get the nod on that side but um, what was it like going through a battle like that mate oh it was definitely a crazy fight you learn a lot about yourself in a fight like that like I always knew that I could battle more than most of these people that are fighting but until you really be involved in it like one thing having wars in the gym sometimes you know I mean I'm not saying I do it all the time but you know sometimes you get them days and you think to yourself yeah no, I'm, I'm definitely tough if it comes to fight time I can, I can definitely back it up but then when you're actually involved in a situation like that and you can battle on, and I felt like I could have kept going another two or three more rounds, no problem, it, it sort of answers something to yourself like, no, you're as, you're as tough as you think you are in your head and you actually back up and prove it. Because a lot of people say, but when you're actually involved in a situation like that, you've seen a lot of people fade and fold in situations like that. And yeah, and I just, and I, and I, knew, I, can, I knew I can push it. Whether the person was beating me up, even if they were beating me up for 14 minutes, I know I'm, even in that last minute, I'm going to keep coming forward no matter what. Uh, well, the, the the thing that blew me away, not just the technical side of it. I mean, it went from ground, standing, submissions, the lot. Uh, but mm. also just the cardio side of it, the pace that you two went at it for three solid rounds w w was unbelievable. You must have, uh, I know it goes without saying, you go into each fight in the best shape of your life. But um, that that must have been a uh, a, a real a sign of what's to come because Shay Walsh is... Uh, not he's got so much experience. He's um, and he himself. I talked to him after the fight. He was giving you nothing but props uh, for that that war that you went through. That must have been a uh, a, a real eye opener as to your potential, the level you really could get to, um, despite it being a loss. Yeah, it, it was a great fight, and I knew that. Like I've always said, if you can't keep up a hard pace for three five-minute rounds, then what the hell are you doing in the pro games? What, like, when I see fighters after one round, they're absolutely exhausted. I think, what have you been doing up until this fight? Like, I think it's more to do with the mind when you're in that type of fight. If you can be exhausted after a fight, I'm pretty sure that I could not train for a month, turn up, and I could give you two, give you one or two tough rounds at the very least. You know what I mean? Mm. So when a guy says, oh, I've had a brilliant training camp, and then I see him getting exhausted like one minute into the second round or at the end of the first round, I think that's more in the, the nerves and the tension up of the fight because every man's got more than a round in him, surely. Like, you know what I mean? I know there's some guys that don't train hard enough, maybe that's why, but, you know, I see guys who are training the butt stuff all the time and then they get sometimes get tired in the first or second round. I think that's more to do with, you know, tensing up. Like, me and Shay were just, I could feel it from both of us. We were just, like, letting it go and I think we weren't, that sort of, you know, that tensed up and nerves. There was none of that. We were just, I think we were, well, I can speak for myself. I know that I was enjoying it the whole time. And I think that's important. Like, I wasn't fearful of anything. I was just going in there and having fun. And I think that's why I, at the end of the third round, I was still fresh as a day. I could have kept going. And I didn't even have the best preparation up until up until the fight. I won't go into too much detail because I don't want to take anything away from Shay's wing because it was an absolutely great performance by him. He'd done a great job. But my, my fitness wasn't as probably as great as it normally would be. My preparation wasn't as great due to a, you know, a few injuries and stuff like that. But that's the fight game. You know what I mean? We get hurt sometimes. Mm. you got you got to move with it. you got to get on with it. And uh, that's what I've done. You know what I mean? It, it was a great fight. That's all I know. It was a great fight. And I'm glad that he got voted fight of the year because I see some fights and it's a bit tip for tap and you know the guys don't really want to get into the fight. And me and Shay... There's not one part of that round, there's one part of that entire fight that you can say that not both of us was giving it 100% and just trying to fight with our whole hearts, and that's what it was about. Uh, as a spectator, mate, it was it was something special to watch. And uh... I, I want to be the guy that when they wake up in the morning, they say, Did you see that Ed Arthur fight? 
Not like, you know what I mean? Not like, did you watch Bama? They're like, did you see that Ed Arthur fight? Because that was absolutely, <laughs> that was mental. That's what I want. I want to be one of them as one of the guys that put on a real fight every single time. Mate, well, you achieved that. I even watched it again this morning and uh, I didn't need a coffee after it. I was buzzing from it that much. So uh, uh, just just so impressed, not just with your performance, but also even the way you're talking about it now, um, that isn't something that's come over time. Obviously, you had a bit of uh, time to get uh, let it all sink in and what happened. But your mm. response, the maturity in your response, you put a brilliant Facebook post up uh, just a couple of days after the fight, thanking Shay and, uh, and also just recognising it as a moment in your mind martial arts career um mm. as and not as a, a backward step if anything a forward step i mean that 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 probably wouldn't have happened with ed arthur three years ago you've probably been upset about it and uh, uh dwelled on it what's changed and and uh, what's matured in you as a as a fighter and also just as a man over this last last year in, in particular well, literally by the time we got back to the hotel room after the fight I was already talking with one of my cornermen, Kingsley Walker, my boxing trainer. We were talking about the sort of situations that led up to Shay getting the control on me. And it was the way that, if you notice, when I watch the fight, I'm letting him keep the centre all the time and I'm letting myself get backed up. I'm, I'm thinking so much about the exchanges. I'm not thinking about where my feet are mm. um, in the ring. Prime example, Holly Holm versus Ronda Rousey. You notice every time she's getting a little bit too close to that fence, she's circling straight back into the centre again, controlling the centre of the octagon, making sure that she, her energy is coming forward in the fight, not being pushed back. And one of the mistakes that I made in that fight with Shay was I let him dictate where the fight was going. So at the time whilst I'm fighting, I'm thinking, cool, this is 50-50, we're both just fighting here. But what's really happening is he's controlling the centre, he's pressing me back, and his energy is one that's dictating where the fight's going. So that's one thing. That's the first thing I started working on thinking about was where I am in the cage. So I need to be not necessarily thinking about it, but just a general awareness of mm. where I am in the cage. I need to be, just like I spar, pressure forward, but not charging forward, but cutting them off, pressuring them forward, but patience at the same time while you're, while you're cutting them off. And then also just a little few details about how I was getting up off the ground. I was, just, I was doing it a little bit too basic. I was trying to jump from step one to four without doing every single step leading up to it. It, sure. it looks like he's controlling the situation very well, but all he's really doing is, is just, he's just working off my mistake getting off the ground. So, for example, when I'm getting up, it should have been uh, literally just the position that I'm getting up off the ground. My feet were just in the wrong position when I'm getting up off the ground. So he was just doing a really good job of just grabbing my leg and pulling it out every time I'm trying to get up and putting me straight back on my back. So that's one thing I worked on about how I get up, patience about how I'm getting up, where my arms are, where my feet are in the position, how I turn them back off the cage again. But like you said, Shay's got loads of experience. He's really good at controlling that pressure of how he's coming forward and then controlling you while you're trying to get up. And then even if I do get up, he's then landing knees, he's landing punches. So I give him his credit, he's done a great job, and it was a great fight. But it's just I think if I just made them a little bit of changes in them details about how I'm getting up, how I ring control, I honestly think I would have won the fight hands down. I think it would have been, it would have been me pressuring from the bell. It's just them little mistakes I made that Shay's done a great job of his experience of capitalising on them and keeping the pressure on me. But if it had been the other way around, it's easy to say ifs and buts now, but if I get another chance to fight him, I know that'll be a lot of different story, which I I really want to have the opportunity to do. Uh, well, that is a fight that already gets me salivating. But um, you've got another job to do before that. Bama, <clears throat> Bama 25 announced uh, sure. uh, just, a, just a week ago, May the 14th. Uh, you've got another challenge in front of you in, in the shape of Cameron Else. Uh, yeah. And this this is an interesting one because uh, um, it, there's a lot of heat behind it. There's a lot of bad feelings. Uh, I don't know if you saw the video that D- DMI Images or DMI TV I put out. It, yeah. You did get to catch it, so I want to go through all of this, mate, because um, uh, it's got this one thirty-five division in Bama is unbelievable for matchups, grudges, mm. uh, all sorts of stuff going on. So, first of all, um, give us let, let's let's go through the, the video because uh, this this uh, this has been a long time coming. Uh, they put out um, a video of Cameron Elsa one-on-one with him talking about his side of where the beef came from and mm. also what he expects to happen with the fight. Uh, apparently, it started off the back of a text in 2012. If I'm honest, if I'm honest with you, yeah. When people say there's a beef there, 
It's one-sided. He's the emotional one. To me, it's just another fight. He's been spitting his dummy out loads, crying about it, about this and about that. To be honest, I haven't really been thinking about Cameron else this whole year. He's the one who's been constantly had my name in his mouth. I've been thinking about big fights. I've been trying to... I was thinking about beating Shay, then trying to move on to Tom and trying to get big fights like that. Bama want me to fight for that belt again. That's why they're giving me Cameron. It's not some big back-and-forth battle. Who knows going to win? They, they put me in this fight because they want that Shea fight again, or me and Tom. They want big fights. They want, they, they're giving me this guy. They, he's three and two. He thinks he's the next greatest thing, and he's never really been in a real fight. He, he submitted a couple of guys, he's, he's, and the only fights that he's been in, he's, he's actually lost. He's never actually had a proper fight. <clears throat> so once he had this fight... I'm just going to run straight through him. I'm looking, I'm looking straight through him. That's right where I want to get to next. I'm just going to beat up Cameron, and then I'm thinking about getting my belt back. That's what I'm thinking about. And Cameron's spending the whole time talking about me. To be honest, I'm not really phased by it. You know what I mean? It's just I've had a few guys call me out. It's not the only guy I've had call me out. I've had a few of them. So these type of exchanges between fighters, they've happened to me a few times. I'm sure you've seen it on Twitter. Like, you know, Phil Park, there's Cameron, there's <laughs> Cutting. They all want a piece. You know what I mean? I'm trying to make some noise in this, and they're trying to jump on that. You know what I mean? I'm only a guy that had a few fights. They've had a few fights. They're looking at this guy thinking, that's how it's done. Let me try and, let me try and jump on this guy. Let me see if I can beat him. And Cameron's been sniffing at my, sniffing at my heels for a long time. And uh, I'm going to put him straight back down again quick. And it's, it's going to be easy if I'm honest. I'm not even thinking of it as some big rivalry. I'm thinking about running straight through him and then going on to the big fights. Uh, so, so is there and and because he's talking about a text, uh, sorry, a, a Twitter uh, beef kicking off, and then he said there was an Instagram post that uh, you got really upset at and threatened to come down to his gym. Did that happen? That did happen, yeah. Because that that was that was an that was an outside of an MMA issue. That was I had won a fight. Him and another guy, like a pair of little girls, started writing all over this picture i can't even remember what the picture was about or something and just bombarded me with abuse about the fact that i didn't beat nathaniel wood and i think i'm this and i think i'm that and i was just like i was like this is nuts like i'm a fighter like if you want to fight we can fight if you want to say little girly messages on instagram and stuff you know that's up to you i said to him enough of all this nonsense you're giving me all this abuse you're talking about fighting six months later I'm a man. You you want to abuse me over social media? I'll come meet you tomorrow, and we can we can settle it now. And he ran scared. Then he didn't want to settle it. Then I said to him, "We can. I'll bring my coach down. We can settle it behind closed doors." He didn't want to do that. He wants to run scared. And now that it's actually a fight's been agreed, he's bringing up all silly little bitching nonsense. Like like what were we in the schoolyard? The girls bitching about each other. You know, he sent me this text. He sent me that text. I'd forgotten about it until I watched that interview. If I'm honest. It's, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be the type of person that spends my life holding on to, you know, like bitter things for months and months on end. Like if that's what motivates him through his training, cool. I don't get motivated about that. You know what I mean? If somebody's going to abuse me, we can have a fight. You know what I mean? I'm a fighter at the end of the day, whether it's getting paid for it or if it's not, I don't mind. You know what I mean, I'll do it for, I'd fight Cameron in my garden for free. I just want to know if I can beat him or not. So if he wanted to have a fight at the time, he didn't really want to. He just wanted to abuse me like a teenager. That's his choice, you know what I mean? I'm, I find it quite funny if I'm honest, like him and someone else just sending me abuse. So, yeah, it did happen, but he didn't want to fight then. And trust me, when it comes to... This is how I know. When it comes to fight time, on the day, and I'm pressing him forward, he won't want to fight then either. He gives all that nonsense about he lost 12 pounds of weight with Cameron Nelson and all that type of stuff. Do you think he's the first... Sorry, with Spencer Hewitt. Spencer Hewitt, yeah. Yeah, he's not the first person to have a bad weight cut. I've seen Dennis and Sutherland one of my coaches, lose loads of weight, loads of weight because he made the mistake on the weight cut, yeah? And because his mind is bulletproof, turn up to the fight and smash the guy. I've seen that on one or two occasions. If you want to win, you'll win. If you want to lose, you'll find excuses in your head of why to make it okay for yourself. Like, you know, I lost because of this. No, you lost because you broke. I was there. He broke in about two minutes. Yeah, that's got nothing to do with weight cutting. Weight cutting comes in later on in the third round. If you're breaking in two or three minutes of the first round, that's got nothing to do with a weight cut. That's your mind. I saw it then, and it, it would be the exact same when he fights me on May 14th. I'll break him in the first round, 100%. He thinks because he's a soldier, 
he's got it all sorted. Now, when it comes to fight time, all that silly talk and their messages over Facebook and all that rubbish, it don't mean nothing. When the doors are closed, I'll press him from the bell and he will 100% break. Mark my words here right now. He will break. He's done it before. He'll do it again. Um, so, so you said that because his claim on the video was that um, that you said you'd come down to his gym and then you never showed up. Are you telling me that that he actually backed out of that one? Well, we just it never happened. I said I can come down to your gym and we can have it, um, and he, he didn't he didn't he didn't respond or something like that. It never happened. Then I got injured and it just didn't happen. You know All what right. I mean? But to be honest. I'm not here to talk about who said what, you know what I mean? I'm not that type of guy about who said what bitchy comment first. All I know is that I'll keep telling him. He can go on about all these little comments about who said what. When it comes to fight time, then we'll see who's saying what. Then we'll see who's saying the little bitchy comments and who's pressing forward and who's winning the fight, and it will be me. Uh, so, so how do you see it going, mate? Because he's, he's predicting to finish you in, in under a, uh, within a round. Um, you're, you're sounding like you're, you're predicting the same. Well, how do you see it going? What, 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 where do you see the weaknesses in his I game? I think I'll knock him out in the second round. I think I'll yeah. press him forward from the bell. He'll, I'll hit him a few times. He'll panic, try and take me down. He won't be able to take me down. Shout out to Dean Amersinger at NFM for that because we've got nasty takedown defence and get-ups. I'll keep pressing forward. Come the second round, he'll be tired, he'll be exhausted, he'll get desperate. And I'll finish him. Either I'll take him with punches, or he'll drop him from punches, and then I'll submit him when we get to the when we get to the ground. Um, and let's 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 find out a little bit about your camp. So you, you're doing a lot of it at NFM with Dean Amersinger. You're splitting it up. You're bouncing between uh, Hertfordshire and Windsor again. Well, my head coach Dean Amersinger up at NFM Windsor. That's where I pretty much do all my main training. But then I also do where well, I live in Helmsley. That's about a 40 minute drive from Windsor. I. Uh, I train my boxing with my friend Kingsley, and then I also do jiu-jitsu with my friend Cornell, my jiu-jitsu instructor. So me and him, me and him do a lot of training um, together. And, uh, yeah, so I split that between there. But mostly, pretty much 70% of training is all done in Windsor. Uh, so I'm doing my strength conditioning up in Windsor. I've even started with a movement coach as well. I mean, I definitely think I'm big time now. I've got a movement coach. And, uh, <laughs> you did say you were like Conor McGregor. So have you got Edo Portel in your corner? Who have you got? Who <laughs> Not is quite Edo Portel, but I've got another <laughs> guy. My friend Damon Wilkins up in uh, Windsor as well. That works for my, my strength conditioning coach, Jack. Jack McHenry. I, I work together with both of them. So, you know, strength-based performance, um, explosion. But then also loosening up my body. Um, you know, I mean, I've taken a lot of... I was listening to Carlos Condit's Joe Rogan experience yeah, the other his, day with his, his one, yeah, with yeah. his movement coach, and I was just listening to a lot of that stuff, and it's it's just like it's all over the internet at the moment. It's in my mind. So um, yeah, and then I got introduced to Damon, and uh, we've done about two weeks together now, and I'm already starting to see the benefits of just loosening up the body. You know, what I mean, not and I think of myself being in really, really great shape, and then I started moving in different ways that I wasn't used to. And I woke up the next morning, and my whole body was really sore. So it's like. You're moving in ways that you're not used to. Yeah, yeah. So using that's what that you're I'm not, yeah. And I've had a few injuries in the past. I mean, even when I'm training smart, I've had a few injuries, and um, I'm trying to prevent that sort of thing from happening again. I want to be 50 years old, still teaching MMA and being in great shape. That's what I want. I want to be in shape for life. So if I can pick up any tips from anyone, learn anything new, I'm up for it. So what, what what has he got you do? What if we go for a walk in Windsor Park? Are we going to see you up a tree or something? What's what sort of stuff has <laughs> he got you doing? What's he got you doing? <laughs> He's got me doing all sort of a I don't know. Like the more and more I do it, the more I start to feel like I'm going to turn into some sort of a cat. You know what I mean, I'm loosening up. My spine's loosening up. The main thing is loosening up the spine. You know what I mean? Like we, we get quite—I don't know what the way to describe it is—but when you wake up in the morning, you feel quite rigid and stiff. Yeah. Like the more and more I do these sessions, I'm doing like. I don't know, turning me into some sort of an animal, that's the only way I can describe it. Like, we're doing lots of different animal, animal movements, different crawls, different rolls and turns, and, like, we've been doing these things where, like, loosening off your mind, and then, like, he'll say, strike, and I'll strike, or, like, the bag. It's just, like, lots of simple movements, but just trying to loosen up the body, get you a bit, you know, different postures and different positions. 
Well, anything, so anything I don't, like I don't think I'm giving it enough credit, if I'm honest. Mate, honestly, there's enough going around. It's just interesting to hear it spread into this level of MMA as well. It's uh, uh, and, and what you're saying is very similar to how Conor McGregor describes it, going back to that primal sort of thing, looking how a uh, a leopard moves or how a, how a gorilla or a chimpanzee would move, that sort of stuff. And yeah, that's, to, a, that's, uh, a, that's what Damon's always saying to me as well, my coach. It's like moving in different ways and let the body be a bit more free and one thing I've noticed how much it loosens you up like I've only done a couple we've done about four or five sessions of each other now and I'm already starting to notice the difference so if, I, I basically I'm up for trying anything in this game that's that's the way I look at it if someone's like this is working I'll give it a go if someone else is working I'll give it a go I'll just if it improves me, I'll keep trying it. If it doesn't, I'll try something else. It's just the way I've always approached this game. Like, don't get too army regimented and trying to do every single thing. Got to be done this. This is the way that it's got to do. I just sort of approach it with an open mind and just see what happens. If, I think if you take it too seriously, it gets it starts to turn into a job. Yeah. I don't want that. I want it to just be fun, have a laugh, not take it too seriously. As I've always, I always just try to approach that, have a laugh, not take it too seriously. And uh, just keep learning. Just keep trying to learn every day. So if something new comes up, like this movement coach, I'm going I'm to give it a go. That's, hey mate, don't, don't ever be ashamed of doing anything like because it, it's a uh, mm. uh, embracing whatever's whatever opportunities that are in front of you, especially if it can better mm. yourself in any sort of way, is uh, is, is just mate, a good way of looking at life, not just mixed martial arts. I was watching a documentary choke the other day with Rickson Gracie. Amazing and he's documentary. Doing all them, he's oh, doing my. all them movements. Have if Rickson Gracie back in the day is doing all the movements. Yeah, come on. That's what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? I'm going to try all their movements. It's like a real life samurai. So I'm going to try all that stuff. If it's if, if he's doing it, you know what I mean, he's saying it like you know, loosen off the body. That's what it's all about. I'm going to give it a go. Yeah, well, there's there's not there's no, not many better than uh, Hicks and Gracie. So let's be honest. Uh, yeah. What a monster! And he, he, have you done yoga then? Because he was an actual yogi, wasn't he? He's a uh, he's a master of yoga. Yeah, I go see a woman and do yoga as well. I was doing it every week, but money situation it's hard to keep up with that stuff so I'm sort of do it whenever I get the chance really I go see a, a nice yogi woman and not too far away from me as well so get a lot of Fair that going on but I'd, take, I'd make like an outside hobby of MMA is stretching so I like to do a lot of stretching at home as well <laughs> mate you are rock and roll aren't you what you're doing on Friday <laughs> my hamstrings I'm, yeah I'm stretching after a bath mate it gets wild <laughs> Epsom salts and all, drop it in. There yeah, we go. Yeah, crazy, mate. Uh, uh, look, man, I know you're a busy, busy man, and uh, I just got to say a huge thank you to uh, to you for coming on. Uh, really excited about this fight. Um, all the stuff that's coming around, anything that brings shines a light on this division, shines a light on mm. uh, uh, you two as fighters and the organisation, Bama as well, is is a fantastic thing. May fourteenth is going down, Barclay Card Arena. Um, are tickets available yet? Also, people can get tickets through you, can't they? That's that's the other thing that I should make sure people know. yeah message me up on facebook <clears throat> ed arthur up on facebook you can get you can get tickets off me i'll happily send them out but yeah may 14th is up in birmingham it's gonna be you know but all these bama cards that have been coming out recently it's not one or two fights you're looking forward to there's loads of good fights on there so great cards coming yeah, out the great, dublin one and this cards. one's already this one's already looking like it's full and, uh, can't wait to see a fight again buddy look you enjoy the rest of your day um uh, chill out, have a couple of extra stretches for yourself, all right? You've done yeah. well today, buddy, all right? Cheers, mate. <laughs> I'll speak soon. All the best, buddy. Cheers. Oh, wait, well, what's your Twitter as well? Do you want to let people know what your Twitter is? Yeah, um, at Ed There we go. All right, have a great day, boss. Speak soon, mate. Take Thank care. Thank you. Bye-bye. So there we have Ed Arthur. A huge thank you to him coming on the podcast. Um, and what an exciting fight this is. Another example of Bama putting together a fight that's more than just a Styles matchup. There's a, there's history there. This this is months out. We're months out from this uh, fight and there's this amount of needle. I can't wait to see how it picks up and uh, uh, gets closer to the fight. So keep your eye on that. Birmingham, uh, Buck Card Arena, May 14th. Uh, check it out, Bama 25. So that is one bantamweight prospect. Let's move on to the 
prospect in the Bama bantamweight division. And I mean that by I'm talking about Nathaniel Wood. Now, really pleased to get him on. Um, I will tell you just before we do the kick into this interview, uh, there was a couple of issues with the Skype connection with his phone. It only lasts for a couple of minutes. I sort it, I try it twice, and then it all levels out on the third time. So stick with it. It's well worth listening to. So let's get him on board. This is Nathaniel Wood. So here we are, it's the WOCast once again, and uh, delighted. We talk a lot about the, the up-and-coming scene uh, of MMA in the UK and prospects uh, that we've got shining through. But I've got the prospect with me, Nathaniel Wood. How are you, mate? I'm good, thank you, mate. Thank you for having me. A absolute pleasure, my friend. Thank you for sparing the time. I mean, we're only um, 10, 11 days out from uh, uh, from Dublin now. February 27th, you are fighting for the Bama uh, Bantamweight Lonsdale title against Alan Philpott. Um, how are you feeling? Is it, is it just a case of a waiting game now? Can the clock not move fast enough? Yeah, no, I'm feeling good. Um, can't wait to uh, eat, you know. Can't wait to uh, <laughs> weigh in and then get some proper food in me. Um, pretty much starving at the moment to get the weight down but uh, my last hard week is this week so I'll get this week done and then uh, yeah just counting down the days you know, and then uh, and the fun part happens that's it, and and that that must be the fun part. You all the hard work, all the effort, and like you said, the weight cut. Now, I mean, what what sort of uh, talk us through your meals for a day right now? Let people know exactly what it takes to get down to this weight. Um, so today I woke up, had some porridge, and then training, um, and then I get the chicken. Um, Bit for now, to get to that, I'll probably have salmon some with some rice and uh, some vegetables, and then uh, yeah, that's 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 all I get for today. Oh mate, oh dear, and uh, nothing on your porridge, no honey in there, no berries, nothing to spice nah, it up. I think- Oh, my God. Prison rations, mate. That's what they call that. That's hardcore. Uh, and how's camp been, man? Let's talk about it. You've been out to ATT. In fact, it feels like the whole of Team Titan has done some sort of exchange program. I've seen Jake Bostwick out there, bowler. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Brad Pickett, yourself. How many of you went out there? It feels like a stag do more than a training camp. Yeah, well, um, we, me, Corey Eaton, Luis Gonzalez, uh, Ashley Grimshaw, we went out. First, we went about, me and Ashley went for three weeks and the others went for a month. Um, we went out there with Brad and uh, uh, the first half of our camp out there. Um, best sparring, and, you know, you don't really want to be sparring too hard close to a fight. So, in there, half of the camp. So, dude, dude, I'm going to just stop you because we've got the, the line's just gone all funny. So what I'm going to do to make sure we can hear exactly what you're saying is I'm going to call you back in, in just one second. Is that all right, mate? Yeah, no worries. Right, no worries. One second. Speech in a second. Uh, so jump back a second. Jump back. So you, you're out there. You, Ashley Grimshaw, uh, went out there earlier so you didn't have to do sparring too, especially that sort of hard sparring, that close to a fight. Um, so what what was it like? What, what was the camp? How long were you out there? And was it your first trip to ATT? Yeah, it was first trip to ATT. Um, we went out there for just three weeks. Um, my first time sort of going abroad, you know, uh, properly without sort of like my family and stuff so um, I didn't want to go too long just because I didn't want to uh, leave them for too long you know my girlfriend and stuff otherwise I'll be in trouble um, <laughs> but no it was it was really good really good training in there and then uh, I've been just as good training here but unfortunately it's uh, not in uh, the best of weather conditions and uh, I also training in but as out there it was uh, all under one roof good uh amazing and to, and did you stay in the the dorms because att has got a new facility that's right it's like some huge forty thousand foot square facility was that where yeah. you were training yeah no we stayed at the dorms um so there was us four and then we also stayed with kyoji and i can't pronounce his second name uh the japanese ufc fighter who fought uh demetrius johnson um yeah. and also with Chris Kaladis, who's another UFC flyweight. Um while well, we was there. Um so yeah, that was us all of our little ATT dormitory family, you know. Oh amazing mate. And uh and come on, who who were you sparring with? Who were you training with? Which coaches were you working with while you were out there? 
Oh, literally, you name everyone. Everyone was there. Um, all the famous UFC stars from from ATT were all there. Um, we had tons of guys. Um, there was a few Brazilian guys who didn't really speak English, and they were great training partners. Um, also, did a lot of my tra- of my training with the guys that we went over there. Um, but yeah, there was literally too too many to even mention. Um, and uh, like you said, you've got quality training over here as well. Nova Force and Team Titan is your uh, uh, the two camps you, you do the bulk of your training with. Um, wh- where did you start? Nova Force was your, was your home before Titan. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah no, Nova Force. Um, my dad was training there, and I started with them about six years ago. Uh, and then I've only last year um, I was introduced there before. Um, by one of my friends, Nathan Grayson, um, and then dude, I'm going to stop again. We've gone again. I'm going to call you back. I'm so sorry, man. It's been clear all day. That's all right. So we we just want to hear what you're saying. So I'm going to give it one more, uh, one more shot using this line. Cheers, mate. One second. Uh, so you basically said Nova Forza was uh, it was your route in via your dad. Um, six years ago, you started there. Uh, and how how did the introduction to Team Titan t- uh, take place then? Um, well, I went there before once with my friend Nathan Grayson, who was training there at the time. Um, but unfortunately, I couldn't afford to keep going there because at the time, I, I was only young, you know. Um, so I literally had no money at all. And I wasn't earning anything in my semi-pro days. Um and then, yeah, uh, about two years ago, Brad Pickett moved five minutes away from my house. <laughs> so luckily luckily enough, I literally could just jump in the car with him. And, uh, yeah, just never looked back since then. Uh, so we know it's a close relationship between you and Brad Pickett. I'm a huge fan of his. My listeners know that already. Uh, uh, you've obviously got to know him pretty well, so you must have shared car journeys and everything. Um, I don't want any deep dark secrets off of you, mate. But let's 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 find out. What's has he got good taste in music, or is it horrific? Um, he's got good taste in music, but unfortunately ruins every song by singing over <laughs> it. And uh, believe me when I say that guy cannot sing. <laughs> so we won't be seeing a Sinead O'Connor style entrance with him singing himself out to UFC uh, nah, uh, nah, in London. Nah, no, that... def- def- definitely not. Oh man, that's it. What's come on? What's what 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 song is he, does he think he can sing? Oh, um, oh, do you know what? I can't even remember how it goes, but I think it was Taylor Swift. Oh no, Scars or something. Oh no, yeah. oh no. And he puts he puts the brilliant full blast. He'll have the window open, and it'll uh, be pretty embarrassing. Oh so, yeah, my god. Oh, I think I was... back in my seat, hoping, hoping that people don't see me. <laughs> You'd think it'd be pretty cool, uh, sort of hooking a ride with a uh, a UFC fighter, but uh, with Taylor Swift blasting out, mate. That's that's honestly, I've I've lost a little bit of respect for him. <laughs> yeah, uh, anything that comes on the radio, he seems to know all the lyrics and just oh, ruins it for me. Oh, mate, but... what a legend! Anyway, what what a great man to what a bit of luck that was to have him. Five minutes from your door as well. That must have uh, uh, to be under those wings and, and somebody who's got that much experience. That that must be a, a phenomenal confidence booster for you. That he because I know he talks very highly of you. Um, that he sees what what potential you've got. Yeah, no, I'm very I'm very lucky to have him. Uh, literally just around the corner. So yeah, it's, it's great to have him here. Uh, you say great. You wait till he starts bringing you in for babysitting duties, mate. Then. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. Although we do have to feel a little bit sorry for his little kid, buddy, if he's getting sung to sleep by Brad. So uh, uh, maybe you need to take that over instead, mate. Yeah, I can. Uh, I definitely feel his pain. <laughs> well, look, let's move on. Let's get back to you. Let's get back to this fight because it's uh, it's very exciting. It's only it's, it's only ten, eleven days away. You're fighting Alan Philpot. Now I've got to ask the question, mate. Where's the beef? Everybody I've ever spoken to about Philpot, there's uh, I've, even when I've not spoken to them, I've had people tweet in about Philpot, and uh, there's no, there doesn't seem to be any beef. What's going on? No, well, with me and Philpot, we had actually spoken before, um, before he even fought Ed, and we'd said about if he was ever uh, in London or if I was ever in Ireland, that we'd hook up and do some training together. Um, so yeah, there's no beef. You know, we're both professionals, and we both we're both in it for the, for the same goal. Um, I think a lot of these, uh, a lot of the Twitter beef he gets is from people that just, you know, just want to fight him and 
in for them for that to happen they kind of almost have to call him out and stuff but I didn't need to do that you know I let my I let my fighting do the talking and um yeah so we get we get matched that way and I don't I don't need to do a Twitter beef um he's posted a few things up but yeah it's not really um doesn't faze me at all. <laughs> Do you know what? it's quite nice to hear a uh, a nice Philpot story that you've actually like sort of talked to each other before and there's been no crap going yeah. on around it. Um, <laughs> it always makes me giggle just the amount. Even when it's it, like you're fighting him, but people will try and jump on anything that his name pops up and it's it's hilarious but um uh, like you said it's it's this is a real uh two professionals coming at this one and uh, uh philpot obviously fought regis sugden for this belt beforehand uh, didn't make weight and uh, won the fight so didn't get the belt this is almost like he's defending it uh for the first time as well uh were you surprised to get the call to, to after your your fight with brian Crichton uh to go straight in for the belt with philpot um, no, not at all. Because um, I already knew going into the Brian Cryan fight that if I'd won, uh, it would it looks like it was going to be for Philpot for the belt. Um, so yeah, I wasn't surprised at all. You know, my coaches have all said that they would have liked me to have that fight because he's, he's a good guy and they all and they all believe that oh, I've got what it takes to beat him. Um, so yeah, no, I wasn't wasn't surprised at all. Uh, so that was actually on sort of on the table before the the actual Brian Crichton fight. Did, did they sort of say, look, if you do well in this, then this is the potential to go through it? Is that right? Yeah, like I didn't speak to Bama myself, but my manager, that's that's what he was saying. He said that this is what it looks like. That's kind of the pathway you're going to get. Um, so yeah. That was that was pretty much it. How fantastic's that, though, mate? How 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 great is that that they saw that in you, and and quite rightly so because uh, you've you've performed brilliantly up, uh, like in, in your other fights. You seem to have a little bit of a Bama curse going on, um, but you you dealt with that in such emphatic style against Brian Crichton. I was there. I was cage side um, by the halfway through the first, maybe the start of the second round. Uh, all respect to Brian Crichton, but you you looked leagues ahead of him. Was it was it an easier fight than you were expecting? Um, I wouldn't say an easier fight, but I, I I didn't realize how tough he would be. You know, the guy he took a lot of shots. Yeah. Um, and I give credit to him. You know, he, he was he was a tough guy, but that that was kind of what I had planned in going in the fight. You know, that's what I've been training at, and yeah, they pretty much the game plan went perfect. Um, I would have liked to have got a finish, um, but yeah, it all went well. And, and to me, it's 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 nice to go to the, the, the decision. Sometimes you know, you get some good ring experience and you learn from it. Um, yeah. So yeah, we was we was happy with how it all went. Uh, like you said, I, I don't I don't think a bus would have finished uh, Brian Crichton that night. He just kept taking shots. Like so, like I said, huge respect to him. Uh, but skill wise, you you looked phenomenal. You were mixing it up. Uh, Great striking, real composure as well. That was really good to see in a fighter of, uh, of of sort of your age and experience coming through. Um, you had Brad Pickett in your corner for that one as well. Uh, is it him that comes up with the game plans? How does it work on that side of the uh, uh, defence? Um, yeah, like all, all my coaches, um, they all put their input in, you know. Um, but that night I had my dad, Brad Pickett, and my striking coach, Joe Miles, in my corner so they were the ones that pretty much you know I was just listening to from the get-go um, so anything that any of my coaches say I, I trust and believe in 100% you know uh, and talk to me a bit about this relationship with your dad because uh, uh, he obviously you've talked about him at Nova Force training first has he got a fighting background or is he just into martial arts um, he's pretty much done everything there is he's done I think he's it's I think it's Kaikashin Kai, he's a black belt in, he's a black belt in judo. Um, literally, yeah, tie boxing fights, you name it, he's done it. Um, never got into MMA, you know, he's 50 years old now, so it's kind of a little bit out, uh, a bit too old hey, for it. Hey, mate, um, if you're looking at Bellator, they might sign him. They've got Royce Gracie. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, but then he, because judo, he pretty much was just tearing his body to pieces. Yeah. He went... To, went along to jiu-jitsu, thought he'd try it out, and uh, was a lot better for his body. You know, it was a lot more stuff all focusing on the ground. Um, so, yeah, just through that, then that's how I got into it, really. Uh, so, if I, I, I would 
dare, dare never, never dare argue that my dad is tougher than your dad. My God, black belt <laughs> in uh, judo, karate, and um, what age did he start you off in it? Did it was it was it always been in your life, or is it something that he sort of let you ask to come and join in with? Um, well, me, my dad's always shown me stuff, you know, from an early age. We've always had punching bags in the house. He's always been showing me submissions and every, everything. So I, I always kind of had a good uh, background in it. Um, he took me to kickboxing, I think, when I was 10 or 11, which I only did for about two years because I was playing football at the same time. And the uh, the times, they, they clashed, you know. Um, so I had to pick one or the other. Um, and then, yeah, just got back into it when I think I was 16. Um, so, yeah, that's that's just, that's uh, my whole story on my getting into it and my that's, background. That's crazy, man. That's a beautiful thing as well. And to have your dad in the corner, uh, there's quite a few fighters that you uh, you can sort of pick out that have got family backgrounds and, and, and parents in their corner. of. Uh, uh, and it's, it's I think it's a great thing. I think it's a, uh, uh, it's, it's a really good bonding thing. That You must be extremely close to your dad. Yeah, no, we're extremely close. And, um, you know, it's great having him as a coach because I know that he's only got my best interests at heart. And uh, some coaches out there, I think, none of my coaches, but there's coaches out there which you can just tell just use their guys and they haven't got their best interests at heart. You know, they're just thinking about themselves. But with my dad, I know it's he only wants me to just fulfill my dreams. So, yeah, it's, it's great, you know. Oh, so, superb, mate. Well, my dad had a chess set. Uh, in the house, so I, uh, I I'd swap that for a punching bag sometimes. Anyway, that was a, uh, oh, that was about as rough as it got in our in, in our little house. Um, but let's talk about the the fight again. So Alan Philpot is uh, obviously very experienced. A, a lot of fights under his belt um, against some really good fighters as well. He's uh, he's he's certainly got um, experience on you. Do you think that'll play any sort of factor in this fight? Um, no, I don't think so. You know, I said in an interview the other day that um, he's had a lot of fights, but he's also got a lot of losses, you know. Um, and that's, uh, he, he's kind of, I wouldn't say he's a journeyman fighter, but he's took a lot of fights on short notice. And to me, I don't think, I think anyone could have done that. You know, I could do that and I could go and get the same record as him. But with me, I, I take it a little bit more seriously and I want to make sure that every fight I have the, the correct amount of training that, that I need for it. Um, so no, I don't think it will take a big. Um, I don't think it will make much difference. Also, with the Regis Sugden fight, Regis was what three and zero, and to me, I didn't think that affected it in any way at all. Mm. If anything, I kind of was swaying to Regis Sugden winning the fight, um, but I'm no judge at the end of the day. Um, so yeah, I can't see it uh, playing any any. Uh, I can't make, see it affecting me in any way. Um, you talked about the Regis Sugden fight. What what out of that did you pick out as sort of uh, um, some of his uh, strengths? And also, what 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 did you see as something that maybe you could exploit? As, and I don't want you to give away any game plans here. I'm not stupid. But um, uh, what I mean, what was your overall thoughts on his performance in that fight? Um, I thought it was pretty pretty standard. You know, I didn't really think either one of the guys stood out into it for anything amazing. So I see a lot of holes that I can. Uh, work on in Allen's game so I think wherever it goes I, I think I'm going to have an answer for it uh, and uh, as far as the belt's concerned as well this I, I love the Lonsdale belt I've, uh, uh, I think it's a really good um, marker for prospects and if, as you are the prospect it'll be a great one to get uh, around your waist and not only for the, the, the sort of the, the kudos that comes with it um, but also I think like as a young fighter getting Lonsdale to help you out I've seen Mark Diacasey have lovely packages of equipment arrive at his gyms uh, off the back of that You, I mean that must be an added perk thinking um, a, a brand like that will be behind you as well if you get this round your waist yeah no like, it's, it's all um, it'll all be benefits you know um, I'm lucky enough at the moment my sponsors Firestore Pro they uh, equip me with plenty of rev gear stuff which um, is great quality gear so I'm, I'm very lucky at the moment to have what I get and do you have to work at the same time as while you're doing this? Have, have you made this a full time? Because I know how hard this is, especially when you are fighting your way through. I talk to some people have an illusion that well, there's, there's a big show, there's lights, there's a, there's a nice big crowd. Um, these people must be doing all right. But you only fight maybe twice, three times a year uh, if you're lucky. Uh, has it turned into a full time job yet? 
Um, at the moment, it has. I was working as a roofer, um, and it was after the mic cutting loss that I decided that I had to be full time for this. Yeah. Um, luckily enough, I had my tax rebate come through, so I was living off that. Boom! But, uh, Thank you, government. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's it's slowly getting uh, it's slowly going down. So um, I think maybe after this this fight, I may have to get a permanent part time job or something yeah. to be able to uh, to uh, to fund it. You know. It's a crazy thing, isn't it? It's uh, it's such a hard uh, sort of grind of sacrifice, balancing family life, money, and all that sort of stuff. You say you've got a uh, a long term girlfriend. Is do you live together, or do you do you still live with your parents? How's it work? I, st- um, I still live with my parents, so that's why. Luckily enough, I haven't got bills to pay. You know, um, luckily for me, they 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 cover that at the moment. Um, so yeah, but my girlfriend pretty much lives with me. Um, she's got a key and she pretty much stays here every night. Um, so yeah, we, we pretty much all, all stay together. Um, and it's great staying at home, you know, like a lot of people have told me stay at home as long as you can. <laughs> do you know, it. I'll do you, it, You're man. not having to oh cook your dinners and do your washing. Luckily enough, I've got a mummy who covers all that for me. <laughs> Come on then, what's mama's special? Like, everyone's got a favourite dish from mama. What's the, uh, what's the special dish? Uh, a chicken soup's pretty good. Oh my god! Yeah, Mama's chicken, I'm soup. chicken soup. Oh god, I'm hungry already, mate. <laughs> uh, they're right when they say don't leave the home. Suddenly, uh, yeah, you when you're paying for. That's if you have to pay for electricity. That's crazy, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> electricity and all that crap. Uh, stay there as long as you can. I'm sure your dad would be happy to have you around. Uh, so the last yeah. sort of 10 days coming up now, uh, when will you head over to Dublin? I know there's uh, it's only a short trip, but will you head over a couple of days before? No, they gave me the choice. I could have gone out there on Thursday and done my weight cut over there, or I could go on Friday. Um, I decided to go on the Friday so that I could do my weight cut at home. I didn't want to get to Ireland, and for example, if there's no hot water or there's a problem getting to a sauna. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to cut my weight at home, and then Friday morning, get on a plane, and uh, yeah, and then weigh in, and then go and find somewhere nice to eat. <laughs> Go on, what's the after? Nando's is a popular one with fighters. What's your, what's your uh, uh, post-weight cut meal? Um, me, I like a harvester. Boom! That always does, me, you, that always does me good when I go there. <laughs> what do you, go yeah, on. And he puts a few pounds back on anyway. <laughs> do you get the salad bowl and, and what's the main course? Um, I'd probably go for a steak or a beef burger with some sweet potato fries. Um, and then... Tons of other stuff as well. Just pile it on and get ready for the fight. Uh, yeah. We're so excited for this one, man. You look at that card. The Dublin card is absolutely crazy. It's uh, stacked, but one of the fights uh, that stick has been sticking out a mile for me is this one. This matchup, you two getting together. Uh, I'm so excited about it. I know that a lot of fans are as well. What? How do you see it going? Um, how do you see this fight finishing? Um, I believe that I think I'll get a TKO in the second round. Um, I, I can't speak going the distance. Amazing. Amazing, sir. So, look, I'm going to let you get off and uh, I'm going to disappear off to get some food now because I'm hungry after you've said all that stuff. Uh, so, I will... Uh, Enjoy uh, it. Yeah, I'll, I will. I'll do it in your honour, mate. I, will, I won't send you any pictures, I promise. Um, <laughs> make sure you let people know where they can find you. Where are you on Twitter and that sort of stuff? Um, I'm on Twitter at The Prospect MMA. And uh, the same is my Instagram as well. Awesome, man. Well, look, I appreciate the time. So excited to see this matchup. Uh, and I'm really grateful for you taking the time out this close to the fight. So all the best for uh, uh, next Saturday. Oh, yeah, it's, it will be next Saturday. February 27th, yeah, Bama 24 in Dublin. Uh, if you're there, don't miss it for this fight alone. So all the best, mate. Thank you very much. All Thank right. you for having me. So there we have Nathaniel Wood. Uh, like I said, very excited about that fight indeed. Very excited about that card, the Bama 24 card, Dublin, uh, the three arena, 27th of February, 10 days away. Uh, still chance to go. There's still some tickets going. So go on Bama's website, check it out. Well worth going if you can make it down there. Uh, and that fight in particular, I'll have my eye on to see exactly um, how Nathaniel fares against somebody as experienced as, as Philpot. And uh, from the sounds of it, Philpot is rejuvenated 
rejuvenated and back in the gym and training as hard as he ever has. So this is this is a very exciting fight for that bantamweight division. Um, I'll be looking forward to finding out exactly how that goes. So thank you to Nathaniel Wood. Thank you to Ed Arthur. Uh, what have we got coming up? We've got the UFC in Pittsburgh. That's right. Cowboy versus Cowboy. Um, really difficult one to call this one. Uh, Cowboy Cerrone going up uh, to uh, the 170 division and Cowboy Oliveira um, greeting him, welcoming him up there. The Battle of the Cowboys. Who gets to keep the Stetson? Oh, I hope they have some sort of saloon-type entrance door for the cage rather than the normal. Maybe not. No, just stick, keep to the normal stuff. Just get in there and show us what you can do. Uh, really disappointed, though, that Cody Garbrandt lost the um, the fight against John Lineker. John Lineker, if you haven't heard, has, uh, was, was ill, taken ill, so he's come out. They've got a late replacement, but that was a fight I was really looking forward to as well. In fact, this card looks like it's going to sneak up as, as quite an exciting one, some really good matchups. So uh, uh, we'll wait and see exactly how that unfolds and which cowboy is left standing uh, at dawn the next day so uh, we'll wait and see uh, same again if you want to follow me on uh, on this Wimp to Warrior journey check me out Brian Lacey Comic on YouTube that's Brian with a Y L-A-C-E-Y uh, Comic or uh, same same on Twitter Instagram at Brian Lacey Comic also keep sending me stuff suggestions for people that you want on the podcast you want me to try and get in touch with to try and interview so you can do that at Wocast at W-H-O-A-C-A-S-T uh, and as always check out the stuff going on at WoTV com some very exciting stuff coming out of there uh, some brilliant articles some brilliant interviews and just wonderful people so make sure you show them some love and support uh, thank you for doing the same for me and uh, i'll keep bringing you this and next week we'll have even more little surprise for you next week fingers crossed we've definitely got luke barnett uh, signed up and ready to go uh, for this podcast next week uh, and hopefully fingers crossed he's team captain for England uh, out at the Dublin 2024 uh, uh, hopefully we'll have Tyrone Spong hooked up as well so that will be uh, an amazing podcast as well as a couple of other treats for you to enjoy so thank you again for listening uh, I will leave you alone that, alone that. enjoy your week uh, and uh, I'll see you next time take care <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,